You're listening to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Welcome to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast, everyone. Uh, it has been a month hiatus since our last episode, and this is episode 40 uh, of our podcast today. We have a very special guest coming to us from just down the road from where uh, I am here in, in Cobb County. Um, and uh, special person, we got to spend some time together this summer, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, Mr. Adam Gresham. Adam, welcome to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Hey, Charles. How are you? It's good to be here. Awesome. Uh, we're, we're so glad to have you and uh, really excited about what we're going to be able to talk about today. Um, we have, uh, well, we both started school August 1st because we're both, we both teach in, in Cobb County here in the same district. Uh, new school for me, new school for you. Uh, yeah. And uh, this is also uh, Adam's first year teaching uh, orchestra. So, sure it is. <laughs> so uh, those that are out there listening that are um, the non-string majors, I don't call them non-string players because now you play. Um, where And, and uh, so that's it's awesome. Um, so the non-string majors, uh, this is this is what we're talking about. So Adam has been uh, Adam is a percussionist. Uh, he's in his seventh year teaching, uh, but first year at Barber Middle School here in Cobb County, Georgia, uh, where I teach as well. And uh, he's taught in Gwinnett County. Is that right? Yeah, I did a, a year out in Carrollton, uh, and then five years in Gwinnett. Oh wow! Okay, cool, cool, cool. And uh, so you did your undergraduate at Georgia State here in Atlanta, yep. and yep. Um, and then you got a master's. From where did you get your master's? I went to the American Band College. Uh, it's oh. through Central Washington University, but it's uh, it's run kind of out of Southern Oregon. Cool. So. cool. Yeah, and uh, you, I mean, I, I know that's kind of a specialized school, obviously. Um, yeah. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about your experience in that in that program? Yeah, it's really uh, it's a really cool program. You know, I was kind of uh, it, was, it was during my time teaching at Norcross, and uh, I was in my my second year of teaching at the time. I was like, I'm looking to get my master's and. Uh, one of the other uh, band directors at the time was like, we should really do ABC and kind of talked to me a little bit about it. But it's basically, you know, I kind of described it as like Midwest for uh, band directors. Wow. You know, it, uh, it's a summer program, you know, three summers and you go and instead of taking a bunch of coursework all the time, you basically sit in an auditorium and they bring in, you know, some of the best of the best on every instrument. And they bring in Dr. Tim and they bring in, you know, all these kind of star studded people uh, to come and talk to you about instrument specific pedagogy. And here's how to get better at this and this instrument and this technique. And um, you just get three years of like really, really good hands on. Here's how to practically be a band director. Uh, wow. And it's, it's really cool. 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 And then, um, so you, you, you did that. When did you finish that? Uh, your master's? I think I finished in 2020. Uh, okay. I finished right in the middle of the pandemic. So I had to do my wow. last year kind of online. And, yeah. Um, we all struggled through that together. <laughs> we <laughs> sure did. I, I just got to say, I'm so glad that, you know, we're, we're getting back to normal and it's, it really is feeling like it used to feel, uh, you know, you have a few kids out yeah. here and there. Uh, so that, that's, that's definitely beneficial. And then tell us, uh, so, why did you want to do orchestra or what, what drove you to orchestra? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> These bows. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was driving home last week and I was kind of sitting in the car and it's, you know, one of those times where you kind of reflect and look back and I was like, you know, if you would have told college me that I was going to end up teaching middle school orchestra, 
I would have laughed in your face. <laughs> you know, I grew up, I grew up a band guy, a percussionist, and and you know, I've got two degrees in, in music ed and, and focus in band. And then, um, you know, the reality is, I was I was really happy being a middle school director. I taught high school, I taught middle school, mm-hmm. um, and I've done, I've, you know, designed and, and taught a whole curriculum of a multi level music technology program. Oh, wow. uh, done that in middle and high school too, and. Um, I really enjoyed what I was doing, uh, but uh, my wife teaches a choir over at Harrison High School here in Cobb, and we live in Marietta, and I just kind of got tired of, of that. You know, sometimes it's it's two hours, sometimes it's a three-hour commute, Yeah. Um, and I started looking at, you know, trying to get closer to home, uh, and I, I spoke with Chris Farrell, the uh, fine arts coordinator for Cobb, and I said, hey, you know, kind of, we have a conversation about what's going to be opening, what's going on, and He's like, well, we don't really have any movement happening right now in band, but we've got some orchestra positions, you know, and he and I know each other pretty well, and he kind of knows that I've done a little bit of everything. He's like, you know, you seem to be pretty adaptable and successful at whatever you do. I have an opportunity to do orchestra, you know, would you want to try, you know, a third thing? And I said, okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, I kind of sat there and thought about it for a while, and I talked to my wife, and I was like, you know, as a percussionist, I don't, I don't necessarily feel like this strong allegiance to band other than, you know, in middle and high school, percussion's kind of grouped with the wind players yeah. because we have to be. Right. Um, from, and I think probably it grew kind of organically out of marching band and, and the traditions you know, okay. of that. But sure. um, the reality is there's just so much percussively um, in our training that I think is really kind of parallels the string pedagogy a lot more than it does the wind pedagogy. Wow. Um, and so when I, when it got down to it, I was like, okay, why not? You know, as a, as a percussionist, um, most of our training is like, here's a new thing to hold and play and pick up and good luck. Learn the technique <laughs> and play it at a really high level. So, so um, you're used to that. <laughs> like, here's a violin, go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, this is just, here's another instrument. Here's a new technique. Let's figure out how to do it. <laughs> yeah. And so you, uh, I, I met you for the first time uh, in Michigan, uh-huh. uh, University of Michigan uh, summer workshop. And uh, that was, that was uh, all intensive, you know, just yeah. let, let's go um, type of, uh, we, uh, it was what, three to three or four days yeah. um, that we were there. Yeah. And, uh, but you, I, I thought you did awesome. And uh, the fact that you just, you put yourself out there to do that, um, and part of that, uh, what they called the string immersion track that they had there, uh, yeah. was great. And then, um, you, you, so you did that for three days and then you went one step further and you did, uh, Bob Gillespie's workshop at Ohio state. And today is football, football Saturday. So I have to say, go Buckeyes, everybody. <laughs> yeah. no, but, um, it was one of those things that, you know, we made the decision and, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go interview for this job. And I, I got the position at Barber and, and I kind of said, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, I have to do it really well. And me and my wife talked about it and um, talked to a couple of different orchestra people in the area and said, Hey, what do I need to do pr- to prepare for this? You know, obviously I need to go get an instrument and I bought a violin and kind of started practicing on my own, got out the essential elements book. And, yeah all right, let's go from line one. Um, but I knew that wasn't enough, you know? And so my wife said, all right, well, let's, let's set aside some money and it's, it's going to cost a little bit, but we need to invest in this. This is a big change. So she's like, whatever you need to do, you know, really, really supportive, just whatever you need to do, 
go do it and make sure you can feel good about uh, about teaching this year. So, so was, what 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 were um what were some of the things you like your big takeaways from uh the two workshops? I mean, there's probably a whole bunch of things, but what were some of the, like the huge the huge points or the huge things that you just went, wow, I can I can do this. Uh, you know, it's it, it interesting. I, I think uh, because of my background in percussion, right? Like, I think just even getting the instrument before I went to the workshops, I was kind of sitting there going, like, oh, okay, all right. Like, I've kind of figured this out, and I understand how the shoulder rests on and all that. I was like, all right, I can play. But the, the big thing from the workshops was I really was going to figure out what is the, what's the pedagogy? You know, how do I sequence this? How would an actual string player who's done this before, how are they going to sequence this in a classroom? What's kind of the tried and true stuff? What do I need to look out for that, you know, just this stuff, I don't know that I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I think that like between Michigan and Ohio state, I kind of got a double helping of that. Um, and it was cool. You know, in Michigan, I did the string immersion track with you, mm-hmm. uh, and then Ohio state, you know, Matt Radspinner, um, yeah. the string immersion track. So I kind of got like two different perspectives um, and he had his little spin on a couple things and you had your own little spin. So between the two, I not only got what I was looking for and what I needed, but I also got, you know, two or three different tips and tricks yeah. on the same technique. You know? Yeah. The more, the more tricks you can pull out of the hat, I tell you, I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, that's what I love about going to Asta or Midwest and going to the, the workshop is that you, you'll always bring back something new. And it's like, you know, even after my, you know, 27 years in the classroom, I'm like, wow, this is like totally new. I didn't even think about it that way. So yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think that's, that's awesome to have those different viewpoints for sure. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I think a secondary benefit was like probably at least half the time at both workshops was just reading sessions, you know? Yep. Um, and as a, as a, you know, pretty much like a sixth grade violinist, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sitting in there like, okay, all right, I, I'm still working on getting my bow straight. I'm still working on, you know, just getting my second finger in the right spot or, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff I'm on the tape and yeah. <laughs> in that. And so just having to sit through, you know, it almost felt like hazing at times where, right? you know, some people <laughs> would go in and we'd be reading grade one. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm hanging. I'm playing this. And then we'd hit like a grade two or grade three. And I was like, all right, I just want to go home and cry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, 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 it I, I can't even imagine how challenging it would be. And, you know, um, to put myself in your shoes and say, okay, here's a trumpet, let's go. Or percussion sticks. Like, I mean, to, yeah. to, to, to do that, the same, it would be the same thing. Um, yeah. probably, probably worse off for me. I, I don't know. I mean, I've been doing this so long, but it sounds like, um, uh, you've, you've really been able to, to grasp it. I bet you're not sixth grade anymore. You're probably way higher than that. You're giving, not giving yourself enough credit. Well, you know, <laughs> it, it's trial by fire, right? And so yeah. I think that stuff was really important to uh, just get time on the instrument. You know, it was like morning sessions of here's how to set yourself up. Here's how to do the basics. Here's how to get better. And then the afternoon was like, all right, let's go apply it a lot. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I come home and practice a little bit more. I did some private lessons um, with, with Jesse Fuchs. Oh, yeah. Teaches in the county. And, yeah, you, know, you kind of reinforce some of that stuff. And now, I mean, and I think every teacher who's ever taught middle school really knows this intimately is like, there's nothing that replaces spending six hours a day modeling for students over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now it's like, I can pick something up and go like, all right, Hey, we're going to air bow and finger. 
I play ready. Here we go. That's great. Uh, That's great. It's wonderful, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, and, and like, like I said, what I saw you do was, was pretty miraculous as far as just the, the ability to do, you know, cello and bass and violin and, and viola, you know, to be able to do all that. How, how's the alto clef for you? It's coming along. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I was talking to, to a couple other people cause there are, you know, some other non, non-string people that, that are in the County and, um, they all say the same thing, like, hey, you know, alto clef takes time. You know, at first I was sitting in my scores and writing in the, viol- the, the viola part, you know, just to make sure I wasn't staring at the score or feeling helpless in front of kids. Yeah, yeah, and you want to um, be able to, to – you got to be, you know, quick, so. Yeah, but what I, what I found that, uh, you know, I'm a bigger guy and I've got pretty big hands, and so um, I, violin was really hard for me at first. Sure. Um, and I've kind of, you know, especially just even playing F sharp to G, it's like, right. I want to kind of fudge the fingers a little bit and move the second finger to play the third finger. Into. That's right. Um, but I pick up a viola and it's like, Oh, it's just like <laughs> a tiny bit more space here. Yeah. This feels good. Well, you get, you get a big enough viola and it, it, then you'll be stretching, right? You could, yeah. pro- you could probably yeah. play a 16 and a half or 17. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you I, 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 find one. Cool. I play on like a 15 and a half. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's like, okay, this is nice. But you know, the other thing too is like I, because that is, I think that's like the elephant in the room for a lot of people. It's like, how's your alto clef? And it's, I found that just with the sixth graders, like now that we're kind of getting past the stages of like, okay, let's get it out of the case. I put yeah. the blanket back on it, shut yeah. it. Like, we're finally like up in playing position, playing some pizzicato. We yeah. just started the book actually yesterday. Good. Okay. Uh, time. And we worked through like the first five or so lines and worked mm-hmm. through that sequence. And I'm just, I'm just using the viola book every day. You know, I'm kind of forcing myself. Oh, to do That's a great kid. idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. And then when you, you get, know, when you get into, uh, you know, you're, you're, I mean, obviously you're seventh and eighth grade lit. Like uh, one of the nice things that um, a couple of publishers do, I know FJH does that a lot. So I'll have that third violin part in the score. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you can just be like, yeah. ah, look at, you know, and, and uh, match that up. So sometimes that could be helpful. That's, that's saved me a few times. You know, we're doing <laughs> a, a Sydney Newbold piece right now. Uh, we're doing Viking and, and um, she's got that, that third violin part. And it's not, you know, it's, it's a little bit transposed at times too. Right? Yes, they have to, right. Obviously for C string stuff, but right. But it's like, okay, at least I can read the notes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of the so, notes are going to match up. So that, that's handy. And I've also kind of, you know, there's, um, I don't know if it's intentionally like this or I'm just kind of using it like this, but um, I've got really low viola numbers in mm. uh, eighth grade. So, you know, sometimes that third violin part of just, you know, I've got 20 violins and I've got like six violas. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, Hey, I need four, four of you to learn the violin three part for this piece, you know, and kind of rotating a couple of kids there Perfect. as well to kind of help beef some things up. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it comes in handy, uh, and unfortunately, not every publisher does that. Um, but a lot of them have been doing that, when, and uh, it's it's definitely definitely handy to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. So, um, what would you say are um, some of the biggest challenges uh, that you've been facing? I mean, obviously, it's the newness, but um, it, you know, middle school is middle school, so that's a challenge in itself. We all know that. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, you know, so far, uh, honestly, it's it's a lot of it transfers, right? Because we're all still teaching music, and yeah. um, a lot of the concepts are the same. What I find more often than not 
in the rehearsal is, you know, when I stood in front of a band, I could hear something and it was just instant. Like, oh, that clarinet is playing too sharp. We need to shade the bottom three fingers. We need to do this on the throat tones or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't have to think about it. And now it's like, okay, I'm hearing things come at me. I know it's not in tune. I know that this isn't right, but yeah. it's taking me, you know, like five or 10 extra seconds mentally just to go, all right, what is the problem? How do I fix it? Okay, I know this is the problem, but what is the fix? You know, right, <laughs> where it's right. more kind of natural. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of finding some of that stuff happening a little bit. Um, but that just you know, it does take time, and you know, like you, like I said, the more more things you go to, the more uh, more groups you get to hear, and uh, the more clinics you go to, that you'll get to get all these all these tips and tricks, and it it will be yeah. like more second nature. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and the, I mean, the whole, just the, the setup of the class is different, you know, like what band students need fundamentally so much different than what string students need fundamentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I found that even just in sixth grade, you know, like um, I was going through the book this week, like I said, with my sixth grade kids and in band, we would sit on that first page, you know, for, weeks of just trying to get the first 10 lines, the first five notes and read them and play them and learn how to talk. And yesterday it's like, Oh, we did that in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's open strings. You know, the note heads still have the letter names in there. Yeah. At the beginning. Right. Like, All right, count it, say the letter names, pizzicato it and say the letter names out loud. Great. Good job. Next. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and so the pacing is just a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and then even in seventh and eighth grade, it's like we do some rhythm, we do a little bit of sight reading, and uh, you know I can use rhythm to talk about bow distribution and you know how different how different rhythms are going to affect where we end up on the bow. Um, do some technique things. I use a lot. I play, you play to just work on finding first finger, finding second finger, putting it into. Great. Um, and then you know we jump into literature. It's like there's not as many things. I don't have to do lip slurs and articulation and, and just all, you know, range extension and all this kind of different stuff that we have to do with band. It's like, Oh, we're all here doing the same thing. We all read in concert pitch. This is great. It's kind of nice. I was going to say, <laughs> no, you're, you know, you're playing as you're playing a C, but it sounds like a B flat. You know, no, 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 no. Like I need, you know, there's none of that going on. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, I, I was certainly guilty as a band director of being one of those people. that's like, how hard could it be? You know, it's only three, you know, three different things going on. And literally it's only a couple lines. It's like, it's got its own challenges too. You know, like now what I find myself sitting there worrying about is like, okay, we're playing the C major scale and you're still playing high two instead of low two. Oh, you're playing low two, but it looks like high two. <laughs> you think so the space playing. between first and third is not equal. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't just put it in no man's land, you know, yeah. second finger. So, yeah. Yeah, there's that. That's that's yeah, that's interesting, and it's it's always interesting to look at, you know, the beginning band and the beginning orchestra, and how the band is going to sound so much better at first, normally, and I, I, in my opinion, like they can excel faster, but then the strings take a while to catch up, and then eventually they they meet each other, but it just sometimes it just takes a while. But and it, it's funny because you know I actually you know. I talked to a friend of mine who's a middle school band director on the way home in most days. We kind of talk shop and catch up, uh, you know, exchange stories of the day. And she's kind of right at the same spot. You know, they just got through putting the instruments together and making their first sounds. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's like, it just sounds like 
noise right now. It's yeah. it's unbearable. Yeah. Uh, and and I had the opposite. I was like, oh, you know, it's funny because we got into the book for the first time and we're, you know, up with this on the shoulder and we're playing, they're learning how to pizzicato. It sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. But Adam, they're open strings. And I was like, I know it's great. <laughs> <laughs> no fingers needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a different beginning of the year experience, yeah. you know, and I think, um, it, it's funny cause I did a little bit of, you know, um, kind of rote teaching, you know, we did, um, I stole some stuff from band, right? So, uh, we do uh, note flashcards, um, and they're just index cards. And um, I stole this from Darcy Williams, who teaches band out in Texas. She just writes, um, the, has the kids write the staff and write the clef on, a, on an index card using the index card lines as help. Oh, and then yeah. they write it in the note, their first, you know, their first five notes, um, and they flip it over and write the letter name. So I did the same thing, and I had them write like you know D open or zero. Sure. You know, E, one. And so we did some of that. We did some rhythm at the beginning of the year. And then we were kind of in guitar position, learning where first, second, and third finger are. So now we got to the book and we got to the first page. And I was like, you know, we've got a really long weekend this weekend. You know, first, second, and third finger. You could probably play, guys. If you wanted to go home and practice, you could probably learn the first, like, 30 or 40 lines. I bet, I bet someone's going to come back and do it. And I would never say that to a band. Right. <laughs> I would never, ever do that. But I know, um, like, the writing's on the wall. When we yeah. get the boat going, we're going to hit the brakes pretty hard. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, no, no, definitely. I mean, and you know, we we separate that, that right hand, left hand. So we do we teach the right hand for a while without the left hand. And then, you know, yeah. but the great thing is you can, uh, you can have class um, where you're doing some right hand stuff. You're doing some pizzicato you're doing some music reading or whatever, and then you separate it all. And I mean, you fill up your class time really fast. Unfortunately, it just, it goes, but when you do that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are there any, are there any like strategies or philosophies or um, techniques or whatever that you definitely brought from your band teaching into your beginning string classroom? Like, or just, or just yeah. even ideas that most of, you know, us uh, that have been teaching strings for a while or, or string majors never really would have thought about too much. Anything you can think of? Yeah, I, I think for me, um, probably because I don't know any, any better right now, but mm-hmm. a lot of what I'm doing, especially in sixth grade, is all very band-based, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so a lot of it is like I've got a whole set of different rhythm charts that just walk sequentially through, you know, quarter notes all the way through six, eight time and, and yeah. all sorts of different stuff. And we just started that, you know, day one, we did the, the note name flashcards. Um, I do a lot of uh, note reading drills. So you kind of think of like the, um, the math, like how many multiplication tables can you do in, in a minute? You right. know, there's a on a page. Like I print out and do a bunch of those um, just with the first five notes, you know? Sure. Um, and so you get that kind of stuff going, you get the rhythm going. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's interesting to me, 
I really think like looking the difference between strings and, and band, like the beginning, the, the first book is so much better and more well laid out for strings, you know, even down to um, the way it sequences taking away the note heads um, or the, the letter names of the note heads, sure. you know, in band, you get it for the first 10 lines and you turn the page and, and good luck. <laughs> And in strings, it's like, okay, you know, we're going to put them on everything. Now we're going to put them on every other one and we're going to ease you into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, there's a lot of stuff that I've just been doing just to set them up with learning the note names, learning the fingers, learning the rhythms. And the fact that we only have to learn quarter notes and quarter rests for a long time is really cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, it's definitely – because, I mean, I know the like some of the band books start with the whole notes and – Yeah, you know, yeah. So, there's a lot from like the band side where I was used to having to do so much rhythm and note, just like hammering it into them at the very right. beginning because everyone's different. So we have all these different tips and tricks and different things to get them comfortable with that and be a little bit more independent at mm-hmm. first. Um, and so now with orchestra, I've kind of got the same system set up. And then, you know, now that we're reading and playing, it's like, Oh, it's simple. Now I just have, two or three things to think about. And those systems that I've kind of like, you know, helped me be efficient in band have helped us be like super efficient at orchestra. Yeah. Um, and now I'm kind of battling what you're saying is like that time goes pretty fast. So yeah. we're doing, you know, different no reading exercises or rhythm exercises, trying to find some time to do bow hold exercises and, um, you know, still get to playing some music and reading and doing other right. things. Yeah, because you got to keep them. You got to keep them interested too, and uh, you know, yeah. motivated. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, at, at the end of the day, like there are there are some things that I think with band um, have helped, and then there's other things where it's just uh, it's still just music, you know. So right. there's there's a lot of things that are just like, oh, we're still doing fundamentals, and then we're doing this, and then we're doing music, you know. But um, it's just a couple of efficiency things, you know, that I think have really helped me like, Hey, the same things I did in band, I'm still using them over here in orchestra. I'm just, I'm in D major instead of B flat now. <laughs> sharps, so. are, sharps are better. I mean, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. You know, it's funny. It, it, <laughs> six and one half and it's the other. In percussion land, uh, you didn't really worry about that as much. I mean, what did you guys uh, in, in percussion, you did beginning percussion you were playing in b flat with the band right yeah um uh, and it's funny because you know at barber we have a really good amount of students that double and we allow them to do double instruments so you can do band and orchestra wow okay um and so i've actually got like in my top eighth grade orchestra i've got probably like four or five percussionists um and they were it was just this week they were sitting there warming up and um getting their stuff out and they were talking about like oh yeah you know C major is really hard, but B flat's so easy. And I was like, or they maybe said the opposite. And I was like, I disagree. Like as a percussionist, I think C major on a keyboard is really hard because it's just straight up and down the natural notes. There's no kind of roadmap, you know? Right. But B flat or with anything with flats or sharps or accidentals as a percussionist, we love it because now we kind of have this like up and down. We have a roadmap. There's, Okay. That makes it breaks sense. the keyboard a little bit. And it's kind of weird to, to describe. Yeah. It gives us a little bit more of a pattern to kind of see and visualize instead of just like, they're all open, don't miss. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, I always feel like um, 
for percussion and mallet players, like C major, the C major scale is the same as like trying to play a string instrument and find the right note on the fingerboard, you know, the right spot to put the thing on the fingerboard. Like more often than not, you're probably going to find the right spot, especially you have tapes, but if you have no tapes, good luck. Don't miss. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So there's, there's some stuff, you know, like, um, we do learn, you know, B flat at the beginning with the band. Um, and then you learn, you know, as you get older that honestly, like as a percussionist, I prefer not reading key signatures because there's so much of like advanced percussion literature that's yeah. atonal and all this sort of nonsense. And so we just have like accidentals and flats and sharps mixed up everywhere. Um, that, you know, I think it kind of almost like a piano player, like our brain just kind of breaks a little bit and we're just used to going like, Whatever the clef is, whatever the note is, I'll yeah. play. It. Just, you just know? bring it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. That's but, awesome. Yeah, I, I, you wonder why there's there's not more music out there that just they would just write, you know, because they would take away the key singers or just write accidentals in, you know. But yeah, it's definitely but, and, an easier and it's, way to to learn. It's something that that I think with band and with orchestra, and I'm, I'm interested to see how this works works out with orchestra, like. Um, especially in middle school teaching, it's so hit or miss with whether or not kids really truly understand key signatures. Um, and you teach it and it's kind of like throwing something at the wall and hoping it sticks with a lot of kids, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's times where I'm like, man, if we could just, we could just have the accidents there. I bet you so many kids would miss it less, you know, or, um, and then you see, I think this goes back to kind of our, our publishing talk, like people that write in third violin parts. And it's like, well, why don't we, um, why don't we examine what we're doing with young literature and go, Hey, you know, we're in G they're probably going to miss the C natural, you know, and they're, they're not going to catch that because they're not going to really look at the key signature. Why don't we write in that courtesy accent all the first time? You know, I think that's something that I see in a lot of string writing. That's probably a little more courteous than band writing is that there are a lot more, Hey, this is fourth finger here. This will be, you know, you should really use fourth finger or Hey, this is two. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe it might be. I mean, I know that there's ways to play the same note different ways on you know wind instruments, but for the most yeah. part, a lot of them are are kind of standard. So like, they're not going to miss a B flat compared to a B natural or yeah. C sharp, C C natural. Whereas us, we could just we just throw a finger down and it's like ah, where is it? <laughs> well, especially in in young literature, you know, in band, I think it's it's pretty standard. Like you said, like I'm only going to teach a kid probably one way to play that note. Right. I might teach them the alternate fingering in high school or maybe in eighth grade when they're right. a little more advanced and I know they understand it. Yeah. But at first, like grade one, two literature, I don't need that. I just need to know, oh, is it is it high two or is it low two? Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So um so what are some uh some of the things that uh when you got to your school like you had to like you redo or what, what are some of the things you did? I know that you, you worked the summer. I know I worked the summer to, you know, clean up and clean yeah. instruments and, and see what you had. You know, I mean, you got to take inventory and kind of like what what's here and what are some of the things that, that you had to do? So I, I'm of- still kind of picking up the pieces with this a little bit. Um, it's something that I wasn't uh, – it took longer to get into the building than I wanted to. Um, you know, my last, the last program I took over with the middle school band, um, pretty much I got hired and they were like, okay, here's an alarm code. Here's the keys. You can open up whenever you want to. Good luck. Have fun. (laughs) Yeah. Do your thing. 
Um, and when I got to Barber, they were like, well, we really don't give out keys or anything until uh, pre-planning. So if you want to come in, you can come in. There will be someone here on the weekdays during the summer between these hours. Yeah. Um, that limited you a little bit. Say it again. It, oh, sorry. It limited you a little bit to what yeah, you wanted to do. It did. And so I was able to go in a couple of days, but with, you know, the different traveling and stuff that I did this summer, I only got maybe four or five days up there. And it was honestly mostly just kind of going through the office and, and clearing out the bookshelf and putting my stuff in there and going, okay, he left a whole bunch of handouts on this. Let me look through this. What's useful here? You know, and kind of digging through it. And I told him too, when he was cleaning his, his office out and cleaning out the room, he said, what do you want me to do to prepare? And I said, well, take all your stuff out, you know, and clean the room and, and put the instruments back in the lockers and, and do inventory and stuff, kind of normal end of the year. But if you think there's anything that you're cleaning out that might be useful, just leave it. Um, and so what I spent a lot of time over the summer doing was just going through those papers, you know, going through the binders that he left and different stuff. And it was kind of like, I felt like I was on a treasure hunt. You know, I was like, all right, he left this. Why is this useful? What did he use it for? What can I learn from this about how to teach orchestra? You know, and it was kind of like finding clues about, okay, this is what's really important. Same reason I went to the, the Ohio State and the Michigan stuff was yeah. trying to find out what are those things that no one's going to tell me. If I pick up the phone and call you, you might say, hey, watch out to make sure that they don't collapse their wrists or, hey, make sure they're doing, you know, this side or the other. But you're not going to say, Oh, well, here's really how I sequence rhythms in, yeah. in my classroom in this grade yeah. level. You know, so I was looking for that kind of stuff. Um, and probably uh, maybe just because of a time issue, but also maybe just ignorantly, I was like, oh, well, he did inventory and uh, the instruments are in their cases and they're on the racks and they're in the lockers. He said everything's there. We should be good to go. There's a couple instruments over here that he said need to be repaired. I'll send those off. Um, but it wasn't until pre-planning that I got in. Um, and again, it was one of those things I didn't know what I didn't know. Um, we did a lot in Michigan and at, at Ohio State about just, here's what you need to look for in terms of repairs. Here's what you need to look for for strings. Oh, you probably don't want to buy these. You want to get you know some helicores for your bases or things like that. And I was like, okay, now I'm armed with more information. Sure. So when I came into pre-planning, I started looking down every cello and bass on the rack. And I was like, oh all the bridges are like angled up <laughs> to the sky and you know, the end pins are stuck here and they're caked in dirt. And, you know, mm -hmm. So um, I spent probably most of my pre-planning, honestly, just going back through the inventory um, and going, all right, what needs to be fixed? What's been neglected a little bit? What's maybe low, been lower on the priority list? Yeah. Um, and then I, then I called the previous director, you know, me and him had a really good relationship and, and still do. And he's fortunately kind of very available. He's like, call me anytime and let me know, you know, happy to answer any questions. So, you know, we talked and he was like, yeah, you know, we've been doing some stuff with the cellos for a while, but I kind of neglected the bases a little bit and they haven't gotten new strings or a new bridge or anything for, mm -hmm. for years. Yeah. So, um, well, it takes that time. Right? A lot of time. It, it, takes, uh, it definitely uh, takes time to. I'm sorry. I was going to say it definitely takes time to get all that together, and and uh, unless you have yeah. unlimited funds, you can't do it all once either. Yeah, yeah. And, and unfortunately, he left me with some money, you know, and uh, so I was able to kind of prioritize. Like, all right, we're not going to get all the bases done right now. We'll get some of them done. 
um, and just have enough, you know, for like a class set for when the kids come in, you know, yeah. um, we're chipping away at it a little bit at a time, but yep. yeah, it's still, it's still not where I want it to be. You know, there's still a lot of, um, old posters on the wall or, you know, different things that are still in the room that I just haven't had a chance to get to, you know, yeah. and it's kind of becoming one of those, you know, I'm spending maybe an hour or so a week, you know, between planning or a little bit before school and going in and cleaning out like, all right, I'm going to take care of this drawer today. Yeah. All right, I'm going to take care of this, you know, and, and we're slowly chipping away at it, but it, it takes time. Well, that's a, that's a good message too, because, you know, um, so, mo- so many of us stress about trying to get everything done. And what we have to remember is it's going to be there tomorrow and uh, we yeah. can do a little bit tomorrow do a little bit more, like you said, and, uh, uh, you know, we can't, we can't stress out. It's, we got to balance what we're doing. Yeah. Well, and, and especially being alone, you know, I was, I was used to being in a program where I had 400 kids in the band and it was me and I had an assistant. And so I felt like I had so much more free time, you know, to be able to answer my emails and take care of yeah. things or financial things. And then I also had time while maybe she started class to go, and pull out these bass clarinets that I need to rent or to go and send this off or talk to the repair guy mm-hmm. that showed up today. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, it's all me all the time. So yeah. uh, just being really, really good with my time and, you know, there's trade-offs, you know, uh, uh, talking about the difference between band and orchestra. I thought I dodged a huge bullet of, oh man, I don't have to do instrument fittings anymore. I don't have to like try to convince <laughs> kids that clarinet's better than saxophone or, you know, whatever. It's just, oh, okay. Well, you like the violin? Well, right, let's play violin. Yeah. And I was like, I saved so much time in that process. Yeah. And then I got to the day where I had to tape all the instruments. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I had to prioritize. Like, I had to shift from taking care of setting up the room and doing things to get it where I wanted to. To go, all right, I don't have time for that. Now I've got, I've got to stay after today and spend two hours taping fifty violins. Yeah. Um, and then I'm still dealing with like that trickling of kid got their instrument laid. And now, so I've got three violins and a viola to do today after school. And I also need to go and, and check out this other instrument over here. Yeah. So the, the list is ongoing and it changes a little bit every day. And I go, you know, just prioritizing, all right, I have to get this done. And then I'll try to get that drawer done, you know? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's hard to get you. We can't get it all done at one time. I'm, I'm discovering the same thing. So I just realized like, it's going to be there tomorrow. I will be back. I'll plug away at it again. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think probably what most of us, you know, are, are dealing with now after the pandemic is everyone's realizing I need to have better work-life balance, you know, and um, I feel like you can't avoid that anywhere you look in the media or anyone you talk to these days. And, I'm certainly the same way. You know, I, I used to be like, Oh, it's fine. I'll just stay until seven o'clock tonight, four nights this week. Uh, and now I'm like, all right, no, it's all right. School ended at four 30. It's, it's five 15. I need to go. Yeah. You know, I spent 45 extra minutes doing stuff. I'll spend, you know, another time. Well, I'll take care of this during bus call tomorrow. Let me try to be smarter with my time during that, you yeah. know, or, or whatever, but it'll always be there, you know, and as long right. as you're just staying one day ahead or making sure you've got that instrument tape for the kid the next morning, you know, you're still good to go, you know, so just yeah. prioritizing and then going, all right, I got to go home. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got some of your time back, um, not in, in, in a shorter commute now. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like 20 minutes instead of an hour and a half. So yeah. yeah, that's, that's huge. And I'm, I'm uh nine minutes instead of 40 plus. So uh, it's, it's the same, you know? And so now I just feel like I'm, uh, I'm a lot less stressed out one, but two, um, the time I was spending in the car, um, now I'm able to like get work done, you know? And, yeah. and, and so that's, that's a huge, it's a huge thing. Really, really but, important. And my wife, you know, she, she's a huge morning person. I am not a morning okay. person, um, <laughs> but she gets up and, and goes for a run at like five in the morning and That's is me. showered and feeds the dogs and is out the door before I even wake up. Um, and you know, I'm noticing that like, okay, well, I used to wake up at, you know, seven o'clock and it took me all the way until eight forty five to get to work, you know? Um, but now I can wake up at seven o'clock and I can still get there by 745 or eight o'clock and I've got 45 extra minutes in the morning to plan and do things now. So it's huge. It's huge. It's so much. Yeah. It's like, wow, I can, I can have a little bit more of a life and I can prioritize and and still get things done. So So. it doesn't always, you know, it, it doesn't always work out where, where people have that opportunity, but um, if there's a good, you know, a good opportunity and a good position for you to, to move into that, um, you know, I, I love my former school very much, but um, I know that I'm in a, a, a great situation now and um, a lot of opportunities there. And, um, you know, for my family and, and for myself, it's, it's, it's life changing, really. It really is. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I said the same thing. You know, I think question one in my interview with Barbara was, uh, you know, tell us about yourself. Right. And question two is, all right, so why do you want to work here? Why do you want to be an orchestra teacher now? Yeah. And I, you know, I said, like, honestly, and I mean this, I was really happy with my program, you know, same as you were. Um, I just can't, I can't hack the commute anymore. You know, it's taken up way too much of my life. And uh, I just, I want to get some of my life back. And uh, so I think it's a really great opportunity, but I told him, you know, if, if my band program was somehow picked up and transplanted to Kyle County, I'd still be there. Uh, but <laughs> it's the same, you know, it's the same. But, yeah. um, and our principal was really, really supportive at the time. He's like, look, I've, I've done that. I had an hour plus commute at a certain time and you've been here for years. I'm so he's like, honestly, I'm surprised you're still here. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I knew it was, it was coming eventually, but well, fantastic. Uh, how about uh, last last thing? Maybe um, what are some of your your big goals going forward? You have some like long term things that you'd like to see um, with your program or yourself or your PD or whatever. Yeah, I, you know, I think one of my big goals, and I think this is paramount. Anytime you take over a program, is just year one for me is all about foundation laying and relationship building. You know, um, and I think it's especially the second time around taking over a program, I've realized just how much more important that relationship piece is just from day one. Mm -hmm. And I think out of my six classes, I've got like five of them kind of bought in pretty well. Um, And some really, really great kids. Um, And then there's one class that I'm still working on, you know, and um, every day it's like, all right, I'm going to pick one kid today. I'm going to ask him about, you know, what do you do in your free time? Oh, you're a softball player. Okay. Let me get one more piece of a relationship built there. All right. That didn't work with that kid. Okay. Let me see. Maybe they're more academically oriented. Let me give them more praise in rehearsal today and just chipping away at finding how it is that I'm going to reach that kid. What makes that kid tick each day until every kid in the program knows that I care about them. And if you can do that in year one, um, 
they're going to be way more willing to work with you, you know, and then you can work on building that foundation of of technique and here's what I want my program to look like and and here's what I want to do. And, um, and I'm not really right now, I'm not really looking past this year. I'm going, I'm going to focus internally. I'm going to focus on making sure the kids are happy. They're getting better. They know I care about them and laying a good, you know, foundation. Um, and then next year go reassess and go, all right, this is where we're at. Now let me look down the line and kind of determine what I want to be two years or three years from now. Um, but right now I'm still taking stock, taking inventory, building relationships. And, yep. um, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, uh, don't do too much the first year, you know, and, um, my, my thoughts are, um, trying to, to go with what was, what I was given, um, and, um, not change everything, but be able to yeah. make some, be able to make some, uh, small things happen, uh, throughout the year. And, and, but like you said, it's all about those relationships and getting kids and parents and, uh, other teachers, admin on board with, with what you're doing. And, uh, and it's, comp- you know, I think it's compromised a lot of times, you know, I, um, there are a lot of things that are not the way I would want them to be, but, um, you know, I, there, I find myself, especially the last couple of weeks, you know, now that we're rehearsing music and kind of getting into it, those kids are used to a certain process of how they rehearse. Um, and so, you know, just being really honest with them, like, Hey, you know, I'm not the last guy. I'm going to do things differently. Uh, just like you and your best friend, you know, there's a lot of things that you have in common. Some things are different. It doesn't make them better or worse, but they're just different. So, you know, you give me a fair shake. And if I ask you to do something weird, um, just give it a shot, you know, but I'm also meeting him halfway. Like, um, I was having a really hard time with, all right, get the instruments up, get ready to go, let's play. And they were like, I, I probably hit my head against the wall on this for like a week and a half. And I finally went, what are you used to doing? And they're like, oh, well, he would say instruments up and then he would say set. And that's when we brought the bow up and that's what we do. I'm like, all right, cool. We'll do that then, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's, it's compromised. Like there are some things that aren't that important that it has to be my way. Right. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. And it makes the kids happier and, and, and we're, we're moving more efficiently. now. So it's great. That's fantastic. Um, I love, love what I'm hearing. And I, it's just great to see you so excited about uh, the new venture. And, uh, you know, we had talked a lot this summer, but uh, it, it sounds like it's going really, really well. And I'm yeah. super happy for you and, excited for what's going to, what's going to, you know, come out of your program there. And, uh, yeah. that's great. Well, and it's so great that we're in the same County. I'm, I'm excited to be with you. So yeah. to... it's, it's fun. I'm, I'm excited. You know, I, I walked away yesterday and I was like, I like my job a lot. This is cool. <laughs> this is pretty fun. So well, here's the best. <laughs> so, well, Adam, Hey, thanks so much for um, being, being on here today and uh, sharing, you know, your experiences and, um, for for those of, of our listeners who um, are maybe not the string majors, uh, uh, this hopefully this was helpful. Um, I will post uh, Adam's email up if, uh, into the uh, description of the podcast and the uh, the YouTube broadcast broadcast as well. So uh, if you have any questions, you can call him or uh, email him or whatever, and um, you know talk about all the great things that that are going on in the string world and you know compare notes because. Uh, the, as we know, the you know the the best things happen from when we work together and we learn together and uh, we you know borrow and steal together. That's 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 what it's all about. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Charles. Absolutely, it's been a pleasure, and uh, we'll see all of you guys 
um, next time on the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Have a great weekend and enjoy uh, the long weekend. Gotta love it. Thank you for tuning in. For resources and more information, visit orchestrateacher.net.